Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get this week rolling. Episode number 57, which means it's season two, episode 17. Number 57, and I really haven't been doing much of this, is Nebraska football player Kenny Walker, who actually was deaf. He's one of the few players that were deaf, and uh, he was very good in the NFL, too. Excellent Nebraska player, football, and um, Kenny Walker. So let's get to our movie review is El Dorado with John Wayne and Robert Mitchum and James Kahn in one of his very first movies, I believe, you know, and he plays Mississippi. It's like a remake of Rio Bravo. So in Rio Bravo, Ricky Nelson is Colorado. And in this one, James Kahn is Mississippi because John Wayne can't can't pronounce his name. So Robert Mitchum plays the drunk sheriff and John Wayne is there to help him. So they get in a fight and Robert Mitchum's drunk in the morning. He's hung hungover and he's in the the jail because he's the sheriff and he's looking for a bottle and John Wayne is asking him all the time do you want some coffee do you want some coffee and Robert Mitchum is like ah he's looking for that bottle of hooch so uh excellent scene and I can tell you I remember when the old man took us to see El Dorado at the show the color in that movie was so good and it's one of the movies where John Wayne looked bigger than life and on this big screen and the coloring again in that movie was just so good. A great movie. So it was uh, one of the ones where I remember sitting there watching because the old man just takes us all the time to John Wayne movies. And Robert Mitchum, I might play a Robert Mitchum song maybe on Father's Day for my old man's honor because it was one of his 45s. It was called Little Old Wine Drinker by Robert Mitchum. And Dean Martin did a version of it too. So uh, maybe we'll play both of them on there. Little, uh, little extra on Father's Day, which is coming up, I think, in about two weeks, two and a half weeks. So that's our movie review. Sure they want some coffee. Nelson mm-hmm. McLeod. And uh, he's working for Jason. Our coffee review, Pam and I went on Memorial Day for breakfast to a place called Bread and Butter in, I think it's Arlington Heights. And uh, we went to breakfast before we went to see Top Gun, the new one with Tom Cruise that's been sitting on the shelf for, I think, four years. Pre-pandemic was supposed to come out. And uh, my opinion, not as good as the first one, but still very, very good. And uh, the restaurant, Bread and Butter, it was very good. Breakfast was was excellent. And uh, the coffee, we, we were sitting outside. It was a little windy. But the uh, 
the waitress and the um, the helper. I don't know if I, I don't want to call them a busboy, but the people that come around, other than the waitress, they ask if you want coffee. They did the rotation, got at least six cups at least, and we were there for uh, close to an hour. You know, and at my age, six cups of coffee before going to the show is not a good thing. <laughs> so, you know. I had to empty out probably about three times before uh, before Maverick got in that plane. So, uh, again, bread and butter in, I think it's Arlington Heights or Mount Prospect. And um, excellent, excellent food, excellent service, excellent coffee. Very good, strong, bold, great smelling, went good with the bacon. Okay, so now it's 1976 and I'm working at Jewel. Not at the Jewel on 127 Halstead. Marty old man got me that job, but we moved out of West Pullman, moved into Blue Island, and I'm working at Jewel at 127th and Western. And I'm, you know, I'm the top bagger there. I'd gone to California. My mom had shipped me to California in early 76, came back and got the job back, getting involved with the cashiers. One of them is Julie Pembroke. She is the, um, actually she was the, uh, daughter of our assistant principal at West Pullman Grammar School, Mrs. Pembroke. And she had great hair. She had hair like Tony Tennille, just great hair. Um, and then there was Mary Martinez was another cashier. And some of Lee was one of the uh, cashiers. I think another one was Martha. So I was good friends with all of them. Then, you know, I started hanging out with them and the guys in the produce section were getting jealous because this guy, Mark, was going out with Julie and then this guy, Tom, was going out with Mary and our boss, Mike, Mike, I won't say his last name, um, but uh, they're getting mad and everything. So now figure this one out. Instead of a duel with guns and everything, this guy, Tom, says, Let, why don't we play basketball? You know, he was taller than me. I'm like, OK, two out of three. And it was like, instead of for the women, which sounded like a Three Stooges one, um, he wants to play for 10 bucks. Okay. Best two out of three. Yeah. So it, it was stupid. It was really stupid. As we're playing, this Julie, this Julie is singing this song by Neil Sedaka called Bad Blood, which came out like in 75. And she liked that song. So her standing there and watching it, and she's singing this stupid song. And I think it helped cause me to lose. <laughs> So the guy wants the 10 bucks. I said, nope, I don't have it. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Okay. Well, tomorrow turned into like a month. Julie comes up to me one day. She goes, uh, Tom wants that $10. I go, I don't have $10. She goes, well, you get paid here. I go, well, I don't have $10. She goes, well, Mark is going to wait for you one day after work and he's going to get that $10 out of you. I said, that's fine. So that sent up, let's call it a red flag because I tell red what's going to happen. And it's funny because this guy, Mark has red hair, red hair. So I send red in there to kind of smooth them over. So red yelling in his face and let's call it aisle three. And then the manager, Mike comes over there and he's like, what's going on? So then they're all yelling towards me. So then red leaves and the guy's like, so you send your brother. And I go, well, he's going to beat me up. Well, how do you know that? I said, well, Julie told me. So Julie comes over. She goes, I didn't tell you that. I go, yeah, you did. I said, uh, 
he's going to beat me up. She goes, I never said that. So then see, this Mike guy finds out I owe Tom 10 bucks. So he says, you're going to give him the 10. I go, no, he goes, I'm going to take it out of your check. I go, you can't do that. I go, you can't do that. He goes, I'm going to take it. I go, you can't do that. So what does he do when he walks back to the service deck? He calls my house and talks to my mom. Now, mind you, I'm all 18 going on 19. He calls my mom. So I get home. My mom says, I got a call from your manager. And I didn't know it. I get home and she's like, I got a call from some guy named Mike, your manager at, at Jewel. I go, yeah. She goes, you owe somebody $10. I go, yeah. She goes, well, why aren't you paying him? I said, I don't like him. She goes, you got to pay him. I go, I don't, I'm not going to pay him. Mom. She goes, he wants to take the money out of your check. And I told him he can't do that. I said, he can't. I told him that same thing. She goes, well, you're going to have to figure something out. She goes, oh, she goes, I'm kind of short this week. Do you have like $15, $20 you can lend me? I said, yeah. She goes, okay. She goes, because uh, I'm going to need it before I leave. I said, okay. So I give her 20 so about 10 minutes later, I'm in this room, that pantry, that my bedroom. She comes in there. She gives me the 20. She goes, when you go back to work, she goes, get me a jar of instant coffee. She goes, and then when they break this 20, she goes, you go over and give that guy the $10. She goes, I'm going to pay this off for you. I said, no. She goes, yeah. She goes, that's my $20 now. So you go pay that guy off and bring me back the change. She goes, I want the coffee. And he gave me that $10 and I want to get a call from that Mike guy telling me that this Tom has given you the money. I said, and she goes, you're going to do it. She goes, tell me again what happened. She goes, come on over here. So she sits on the couch, puts her feet up on my lap. She goes, rub my feet for a little bit. And then she says, tell me again what happened. So I'm telling her again. And she goes, I don't understand something. Start this from the beginning. So this went on for 20 minutes. What I didn't realize was she was playing me for that foot massage. She kept saying, I'm, I'm not under, and she knew exactly what was going on. She says, give the guy the $10 and end this thing right now. She goes, and then you send Red in there yelling at this guy, well, they're going to beat me up. She goes, they were, I go, yeah. I said, so I sent Red in there and I think that ended. She goes, well, I hope so. She goes, but don't do that anymore at your job. I said, well, what do you think that, this guy's calling my mommy looking, you know, because I'm having a problem at work. She goes, that's the way it goes. She goes, and you know what? It worked. She goes, you give the guy the 10 bucks and then that's it. No more goofing around at work. No more with, with these people. So I give the guy the 10 bucks that Mark guy comes over by me. He goes, you tell your brother. I said, I'm going to tell my brother. I said, and when you're at the St. Donatus Carnival in Blue Island, I said, he's going to be waiting for you. I go, that's what I'm going to tell him. I go, because now I don't owe anybody money. Now you're threatening my brother. I said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to call him up, tell him what you said. That you're, He goes, I didn't threaten him. I said, you said you were going to do something. He goes, you never let me finish. I go, you're going to threaten him. I never told Red what the guy said, but it was funny. And then the cashier, Julie, asked me for a favor one day. I won't get into what the favor was with some of her friends that would show up at the store. And I told her, I go, I'm not helping you anymore. Why not? I go, well, you took sides. I go, and you keep singing that stupid song. I said, I'm not going to stand here anymore and beg for your friends while you're singing that stupid. Because she would literally stand there and sing that Bad Blood by Emil Sedek. <laughs>
and she would just sing that song. It was so, her singing it was so bad. But again, she had great hair. Like I would think that she would sing a, a Captain and Tennille song because she had great Tony Tennille hair, but that was it. So another uh, a weird, weird story at work. Don't mess with the produce guys. I guess that's the moral of the story. And, you know, I know a produce guy that's a real good friend of mine that used to work at Mariano's as a produce guy still. Uh, so that's it for today. And don't forget, taping this on June 1st and Friday is June 3rd. So let's not forget that that's the day that Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. I'm going to put a nice video out on Instagram on Friday. Because you know what? It was the 3rd of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. On that note, we will end it. Thank you. And uh, we'll get ready for next week. And the week after is Father's Day. I'm going to have a great story about my old man. It's going to be really good. So thank you, Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son, M-A-R-Y-B-S number five, T-H-S-O-N. Okay. Any comments or suggestions? good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better coffee and a smile if you put those two together you're gonna have a good day were you ever friends with any of the produce dudes yeah well actually you know what with the guy with the mark guy it was kind of iffy but the other guy tom yeah. the one who gave you owe ten dollars to one i owe ten bucks to yeah and then uh we went out drinking one time it actually was me him and the manager mike okay and i could i don't want to give the manager's last name it was an irish thing but uh he, uh, we were out, we were drinking up Western Avenue and, uh, we were laughing about it. He goes, he, it, that Mike admitted that one of the ladies in the, you know, the service area where they got, they got all the people, the managers and everything. He said, one of the older ladies convinced him to call my mom. He goes, I didn't want to do it, Jeff. He goes, but you know, he, she convinced me so much that I should call your mom. He goes, now taking the money out of your check, that was my idea. He goes, you were right. I couldn't do that because it wasn't a, a work issue. He goes, and then your mom told me basically, I better not do it. He goes, she didn't say, I can't do it. Your mother said, I better not do it. He goes, in her tone of voice, I knew she wasn't playing around. He goes, and then what was he said? Because I don't know if Fred's going to remember what he said, what he was saying to that guy screaming at him in the, in the, in the aisle, that Mark guy. <laughs> he got right, right in his face. And he goes, man, he goes, that's your brother, that, that big guy with, with red hair. I go, yeah. He goes, man, he was screaming at Mark in, in the, uh, in the aisle. He goes, I thought Mark was going to start crying when he came back to the, uh, to the, uh, the service desk. He goes, but I said, well, Julie told me he was gonna he was gonna beat me up. She goes, "Well, that's what I heard too." I go, "Well, I had to stop it." He goes, "No, there, there's nothing wrong with." You. He goes, "I we all get it." He goes, "We all get it," you know. And then we were laughing too because Tom said the same thing I said. He goes, "You know what was weird when you were playing me is Julie was singing that song." 
He goes, and I think it affected you more than me. He goes, but it did affect me. He goes, she sings that song all the time. He goes, and I said to Mark, I said, when you're out on a date with her, does she sing it? He goes, oh yeah, all the time. He goes, so the dates don't last that long. <laughs> but again, she had great hair. She had hair just like Tony Tennille. And I loved that hair. It was, it was, and she had the reddish blonde hair, uh-huh. like Tony Tennille. And it was, it was, that was the style back then. Like, and I think that skater, um, God, Kathy Rigby had the same kind of hair, Dorothy, Dorothy Hamill, Dorothy Hamill. They had that like bowl haircut. It was really nice. And she had it and it was great. I would only bag at her station when her hair looked, was really good. (laughs) (laughs) And it was always on a Sunday morning when she would come in and that hair was always looking good. And I asked her one day, I go, can you just sing like Lonely Nights by um, Captain and Tennille? used to call me angel face she goes i'm not singing that i go what do you think you're tony to she goes i do not i go where are you getting that hairstyle from i said it sure as hell ain't neil sadaka i said where are you getting that hairstyle from and she got mad but she not up until the day i left it she never stopped singing that song it was like really weird she liked that song so much and she would just bad mind it actually is not a bad song but when you hear somebody hammer it and brutalize it just and she was nice and her mom i knew her mom was the assistant principal at west pullman i was in that principal's office many times in eighth grade (laughs) many times 